Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome to The Pleasure Zone, sweet pleasure seekers. It is, if you're listening live, it is the week of April 20th. Um, some people are celebrating the great 420. And if you are celebrating the great 420, then you're probably kind of high right now. So congratulations. And if you're not celebrating the great 420, then you might not be high right now and you might be looking for other ways to feel good. So I'm thinking if you are looking for other ways to feel good, you're in the right place for that because this is the pleasure zone and this is where we look for all kinds of other ways to feel, all kinds of ways actually to feel to feel great. And uh, so if, you know, if getting high today is your way of feeling great, go for it. <laughs> it's your choice. But for me, I like, I prefer uh, touch stimulation and things like that for my body to get high. It's interesting too when you actually think about four two zero and marijuana being like a nickname for marijuana being dope. It's actually one of the things we're going to be talking about today is dopamine, which our bodies can naturally have occurring in them. And that's a, that's essentially what uh, goes on in bodies when you get high. You get the similar sensation reaction as having dopamine flowing through your body. So it's kind of appropriate that I mistakenly ended up doing this show today because it was originally planned for last week and I wasn't able to do it due to uh, some weather circumstances in my area. So it's kind of neat that it all showed up this way. And I don't know about you guys, but being home, being in a situation where we're all being asked to be uh, in quarantine is making things kind of interesting it's creating stress for a lot of people. It's creating sicknesses in people that they never had before. And it's it's actually bringing to people's awareness as well some of the stuff that's been going on with their bodies that they might have been ignoring. And why do I know all this? Because I get calls every day about bodies. This is what I do. Um, so I work with bodies every day in different ways and between doing energy work and doing different modalities of using intrinsic data field information to send to bodies so that bodies can receive new information and start to change between those sort of things and coaching and just generally looking at some options for people so that they can get themselves out of their stuck positions that are often what's creating a lot of their health issues. Between all of those things, it seems to me that these things are ramping up and becoming more and more evident to people. In this last week alone, I've had some some pretty great results and some pretty great fun with some of my clients that I've only had the opportunity to work with on the phone. And one of them uh, is a woman who'd had pain in her body for 
over almost five years, she was saying, three, three years, five years, I think she was saying. And she'd seen every expert doctor under the sun. She'd been given a lot of different uh, conflicting diagnoses on what was going on with her body. And she was just under a lot of different, her body was creating a lot of different things going on. And what was fascinating to me was her willingness to look at it from a completely different perspective. After hearing so many perspectives on her health and her body, she was actually willing to listen to the perspective that she is an expert on her own body. What a concept. It's pretty unusual because most of the time with our bodies, we are told that we need to go to an expert, that somebody else knows more about our bodies than we do. And the funny thing is, is I'm often regarded as one of those people in the field that, uh, no, I'm not a doctor, but I do work with people with their health a lot and have uh, certain other ridiculous qualifications that have it so that I can do that. And uh, I say ridiculous because they're like not recognized qualifications, but that's what I do. And what I'm finding is that uh, I'm most intrigued by people's willingness, and especially this particular woman, her willingness to be willing to be the expert in her own life and her own body. So that's really my target is to help you guys help you or coach you or uh, kind of open the door for you so that you can start to see where some of the things are going on in your life that aren't working for you and how we can start to invite things like pleasure into your life so that you can actually start to de-stress and allow your body to heal. Sounds weird, right? Like, how can pleasure do that? Well, if you think about it, a lot of things that are causing you stress are things that are not very pleasurable. They're not very enjoyable. A lot of people, and especially in Canada, normally this time of year, this is normally our personal tax season, and normally this time of year, a lot of people are stressed because they don't really enjoy doing their taxes. They don't get off on it. It's not something they masturbate to generally, although it could be fun if you did. Just, you know, get your vibrating panties on, ladies. Guys, get some toys happening. Maybe put a butt plug in and enjoy doing your taxes. You know, different ways for different folks. Different strokes for different folks. Depends on what you'd like to do with yourself while you're doing your taxes. Just to add a little pleasure. This year, we've got them to... Our taxes are actually being postponed. So that's kind of nice. The stress has somewhat weaned, but now we've got all of these other stressors going on. We've got homes that are filled with children and kids. Uh, we've got the children, we've got the parents, sometimes we've got the grandparents, and we've maybe got extended families who normally would be out during the day, out at jobs, out at school, out at different locations, and now we've got everybody crammed into the house at the same time. And I have to say, I know for me personally, I work from home. A lot of times my husband is out working, he's in construction, and my daughter's usually off at school. So for me, a lot of time for me is that I get the chance to have a lot of space to myself. And lately, that's not the case so much. Luckily, though, I have a pretty intuitive family where my husband knows what, what he needs to do for himself to stay sane. Um, and he'll ask sometimes just like, hey, do you think I can just, you know, not go over to your mother's for dinner? Or I'm just going to stay home. I need space. 
Um, he'll seclude himself in the bedroom if he needs to be alone. He'll go out to the woods for a walk on his own. Uh, and he often works during the day on some projects uh, by himself so that he can have his space. He, as much as you know, he's choosing a life of being married, he's also somebody who's very independent and prefers his own uh, space and time by himself. And it's fun to have a family that is all like that. And we're pretty good at picking up the cues from each other. So, for example, now during this crazy time of quarantine, uh, we've chosen in our family that we are associating with just the people in our house and my mom who's uh, associating with nobody else but us. So we see my mom on a regular basis because we're pretty much, it would be the equivalent of her being quarantined at our home. She only lives a few kilometers away, so she hops in her car, drives over, and drives on back pretty much daily. But she's also really aware of when I need space or she needs space or my husband needs space. And, you know, she might come over for dinner and then she'll just be like, I think I'm going to go home now. So when you can be with people who can get that, who get that, you know, sometimes just having your own space can be the most pleasurable thing going on. I know for me today, I had that experience, which was great. Uh, it was feeling kind of crap all day, like my body's been feeling bleh, uh, kind of, I don't know, different things going on. And and around three o'clock, I just thought, oh boy, I, I was in, I didn't really want to nap so much as I just wanted to feel connected to myself and just be more aware of my body, I guess. And my daughter, in her infinite wisdom and her awareness, was like, I need to go for a bike ride. And she got out on her bike and my husband was out working. And I had the chance for like 30, 45 minutes, something like that, to just be just in quiet um, I put, you know, I put my hands on my tummy and one on my heart, and I started doing some energy work on myself. I know you guys were hoping to hear that I had like a great masturbation fest. Um, I still, you know, you can still have masturbation fests when you're at home on your own for sure. You can have them when you got people in the house. There's always ways to get your masturbation in if you need to. So, doing that in the shower or you know, in bed when everybody is asleep or you know, wake up early. There's ways to do that if you really want privacy for that. And there's always, if you do have a partner, there's always the opportunity too to just do some um, masturbate in front of each other for fun. Why not add a little spice to things if you haven't done that in a while? I think it's like can be one of the most fun ways to share your own pleasure is to be a bit of a voyeur slash exhibitionist and show off your goods and show off your talents and you can masturbate in front of your partner and vice versa. It can be a lot of fun. So mutual masturbation can be a really great way to de-stress with your partner. And if you don't have one, then, you know, you've got all the luxury in the world to be masturbating whenever you like. And I find it interesting because in Canada, we're actually getting, uh, we have the opportunity, and I know not that we're all getting it, but we have the opportunity to get uh, funding from the government for it's a, like a relief fund during this time and so technically if you're home masturbating or you're at home having sex with your partner the government's paying you to do that right now so it's kind of like we're all a bunch of prostitutes in a way i don't know it's, it's fascinating to me the whole thought to me is just fascinating 
if you are at home and you're just like looking for new ways to masturbate, check out pureromance.com. You can search for me as a rep, a consultant with the company. So M-I-L-I-C-A-J-E-L-E-N-I-C. You can search for me on there as a consultant and you can purchase things. Uh, so if you live in Australia, New Zealand, South America, the U.S. or Canada, uh, you can find all kinds of great fun sex toys on there, lubes, lotions, potions, massage stuff. You can even find some whips and some other fun things. Uh, there's some really great handcuffs on there as well, like lots of great toys if you're looking to start to have some pleasure in new ways. Now, why would you do that? Like, why would you start getting some sex toys during this time? Well, the truth of the matter is, is that when you have orgasms, your body releases oxytocin. And oxytocin is a really great hormone for allowing your body to just chillax out, gets it happy, gets it feeling pretty darn good with um, releasing stress. Uh, so oxytocin, it's actually called, you know, some people call it the cuddle hormone. And it can actually affect a lot of things like different behaviors. So what it does is it promotes feelings of things like devotion and trust and bonding. And during orgasm, it rises, but it does that with touch as well. And the other hormone that comes out, the predominantly two ones are oxytocin and dopamine. And why why would you want those coming out of your body? Well, mostly because your body then can relax and receive. And the purpose of relaxing and receiving is so that your body can heal. So if your body is relaxed, it has the chance to heal. When your body is not relaxed, all it's trying to do is function to survive. And if it's trying to function to survive, it's not interested in things like pleasure usually. So you can begin to allow your body to receive more and more oxytocin and dopamine just through even caressing yourself. If you don't have a partner, start with touching your own body. And that doesn't mean that you have to masturbate if that's not your thing. If you just even touch your own thigh. If this whole concept of masturbation is new to you, start off simple. So just start by even introducing your own touch to different parts of your body. I bet you've bathed before, so the chances are you have actually touched most parts of your body, I would think, unless, you know, you're new to this whole thing in life, which is possible too, you know, if you were raised in a, a cult or something or different religious factions where it's very wrong to touch your body while you're bathing, then maybe this is new for you too. And so you're going to have the opportunity to even just start to touch parts of your own body. And I would start with something that's Obvious, but not so obvious, like touching your own hands and then touching your own face and then going from there. So just noticing, too, what your own touch on your own body does. So for me, for example, I love, 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 like sitting on my hands. I do it all the time. I've done it since I was a kid. And my mom claims it's because I had a teacher that had me sit on my hands all the time because she had one of the same teachers in her life. It's apparently a habit that comes from the town that I went to kindergarten in. So 
sitting on my hands is quite enjoyable. And what I notice is that if I allow my hand to just be on my body for a few minutes, my body will relax and it'll start to feel happy. And you don't even have to be trained in energy work to notice that something starts to shift. And that's actually what's going on with your hormones. The different hormones like that are being released, like dopamine and oxytocin, are starting to let your body calm down and heal. So when people are like, oh, that touch healing, it's all mumbo jumbo. Now, there's actually scientific proof that touch can release things like oxytocin. And and it can, uh, to some extremes, when your body gets the high release during orgasm and then the plateau energy and then the calm, that's the dopamine effect. It can have all of those. And through that, your body begins to heal. And they know that, doctors know that, this isn't news, this isn't mumbo-jumbo, this is just scientific evidence that touch actually allows us to begin to heal. So, as much as we are in this time of COVID and we're not supposed to be touching our friends or family, if you're in the same house as people, they're saying, well, you're already in the same house, so go ahead and touch each other. And, of course, not if they're showing symptoms, but if they aren't showing symptoms, enjoy each other's bodies and cuddle and touch and see what that can do to allow you to start to relax more and dare you to try it out. I know that in our house, it's the cuddle fest to become almost uh, like a daily routine. Before any schoolwork is done in our home, my daughter's 12 and she still loves to cuddle and she'll demand it. She'll just be like, I didn't have my cuddles today. This kid, like, she knows. She knows that the cuddles are healing. She knows that they work for her, and it's a great way to avoid doing schoolwork. <laughs> so, and she knows that if she asks for cuddles, the chances are I uh, will just like even drop doing a cake in the middle of the room uh, and just go cuddle. So, um, and also her her dad will do that too. So if she's like, I need my papa cuddles, he will just abandon all things to go for a cuddle which is really sweet. So sometimes, yeah, our house just turns into this like sandwich of cuddles and everybody's body just feels happier. So try not to make it all freaky weird for you guys and, you know, always honor the person who is um, being cuddled or that you're cuddling. Make sure that the touch is uh, acceptable. I have asked my daughter about touch and what's acceptable to her since she was an infant. And believe it or not, you can do that energetically. And I would ask, is that okay? And like, she would respond. So as much as people are like, babies don't know, babies totally know, and you can totally ask them, and they'll totally tell you. Uh, And I'm a big fan of permission. So always asking people, no matter what, when you are cuddling them, if that's okay. And, you know, sometimes, you know, your hands land in different positions. And uh, you never know, your hand can land on a butt or something and like, is it okay? And so always ask permission if that's going on. Because you don't need to create funky weirdness and strange, uh, you know, possible weird energies going on, especially when we're home with all our kids or whatever. And, you know, I have been thinking a lot about kids these days who are in homes, who are in abusive homes. And I'm concerned about that because, I think that, you know, it's going to become a lot hidden, a lot more hidden than ever before because they're going to be at 
schools to be able to have teachers or anybody else or friends of theirs notice what's going on to maybe get them help. So, oh man, I hope for those kids out there, I'm, I'm just sending energy out to them every day that they have the strength to pull through if there's, you know, sexual abuse and violence going on in their lives. Um, it really, that one hits me hard thinking about that. Um, you know, as much as COVID is one thing, um, I'm concerned about the side effects of all the other things like the abuses that might be happening. That's why I really encourage you to be with the space of permission and asking people if it's okay and honoring them and their bodies and yours as well, asking your body if it's okay for you too. So please do that. Um, be kind to each other. We're going to head to our first commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world, knowing your voice matters, and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at MilicaJelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to the Pleasure Zone, sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight we're talking about de-stressing, you know, using pleasure to de-stress and heal our bodies. And you know, it's, it's kind of a funny conversation to be having because right now in the world, we're living with a pandemic. So if you're listening in the future, this is April 20th, 2020. And uh, if you're listening in the past, congratulations. Let me know how you did the time thing. And if you're listening currently, then you'll know what's going on right now in the world. We are having this very 
interesting time on the planet where there's a lot of varying opinions about what is this COVID-19, where did it start, and blah, blah, blah. And I could get into all kinds of conspiracies and thoughts and ideas, and there are so many, and there's so many that um, you could you could argue your face off for days and days and days. And at the same time, we've got all these scientists who are looking for solutions, and we've got you know, so many things going on that are trying to create resolution with this. And one of the main things that we're not really looking at in terms of like the, the medical system is looking at how do we get in, uh, you know, something where we can get a vaccine against COVID. And my question is like, what if our bodies can heal themselves? A lot of people who are being put into isolation are now having to be avoiding things like being touched and being in and there the loneliness is creating a lot of depression and so all of these hormones that I talked about like oxytocin and dopamine and also serotonin like these are some pretty main ones to help us get our bodies to feel calm and relaxed and uh, regulate moods like stress and anxiety and and these you know, different hormones are probably not very balanced right now in most people, especially when they're alone and they're either bored. And so dopamine goes down when you're bored, you know, because your your pleasure center is not being activated. Um, dopamine is actually known to regulate the pleasure center in your brain. So it gives you a kind of a happy, good good times feelings. And it, it counters things like anxieties and depressions. So I would say that right now we've got some pretty wackadoo hormones going on in the world. And there are some pretty simple things we can be doing to increase them. So if you do live alone, you can still have these increase. And part of that is through touch of yourself. If you happen to have a pet, and a lot of pets are now being adopted, uh, as well, like out of out of different shelters. So, uh, touching even a pet, a tree, a person, your, you know, as in yourself, if you're living alone, then all of these are great sources for you to be able to get a sense of of connection. It may be different for some people with things like trees and plants, but for some people, it is just as thoroughly enjoyable to touch a tree or a plant as it is to touch a human being. And for some people, it's far more enjoyable to pet a dog than it is to hug a human being. Uh, for example, my mom, she would prefer definitely to pet a cat any day over hugging another human being. So for her, she comes over to our house and she pets our crazy wild uh, stray cats that we've got uh, who have all become quite tame thanks to my husband's crazy, amazing ability to tame wild pussies. That's one of his great talents. And so, yes, our now tamed feral cats are really sweet and very almost lovable. And so my mom comes over to give them a pet and it's kind of cute. So if you can't really, if you don't really like touching people, you know, pets are a great source as well. So if you do like touching people, though, so many great things you could be doing right now that are COVID friendly. Like I mentioned earlier, mutual masturbation, great way to actually be enjoying each other's bodies. Masturbation on your own, 
But I also encourage you to go to those other sides of things that you might not have tried for a while. Going back to some of those things like back when you were a teenager and, you know, I'm talking to people in my generation, like in their 40s or uh, older, you know, uh, in our generations, we didn't tend to have like sex on the first date so much as people are doing nowadays. And there's way more information available now, too, that people are having like anal sex and stuff very freely where that wasn't really the case, you know, 40 years ago, 30, 40 years ago. So it's, uh, you know, information is available. People are making new choices. And so I would say that for people like in my age category or older, it can be a lot of fun going back to your teenage kind of lifestyle years of, do you remember like your first date and holding somebody's hand and like how it brought this rush to your body? I swear like the first time I went on a date, um, no, I wasn't really on a date. It was the first time I was kind of like kissing a guy. I was just about 15. I think I was in grade nine. Um, yeah. I was kind of a late bloomer for what's going on nowadays. But so the summer of grade nine, I had my first kiss. And to this day, my body still remembers that because it was such an unusual sensation for me because I had never had the experience of having somebody else's body turn my body on like that. So I pretty much, and I would say to the extent that, you know, I could. I had an orgasm without being touched or stimulated in any way. And for the entire year following, my body would have memories of that randomly. And I could just think of the guy and my body would just be like, done, done deal. I would just be highly, highly overly stimulated. And it was pretty awesome. And I think it would be so fun to bring those kind of energies of innocence back in where your body just gets so turned on and so excited. And think about the intensity of those hormones rushing through your body, like the oxytocin in my body must have been skyrocketing. Uh, And then for afterwards as well, like the dopamine and serotonin, like my body must have been shooting hormones left, right and center, like some kind of wild firecrackers going off. And I have to say there's something so genuinely fun to me about re-engaging with some of these very simple ways to connect. Like, I don't know if you remember too, when you were a teenager, did you, and I did this, but uh, did you ever just sit and hold somebody's hand and stare at them and wait for that intensity to build between you to where it's like, you wanted to kiss, but you didn't know who was going to kiss first. And so there was the tension would build and build and build. And then usually it was me who would kiss first because I just couldn't handle it. So I'm just going for the kill. But there's something I love. I love, I love the energy that builds with the sort of innocent play tactics. So a lot of those innocent play tactics are things that can be COVID-friendly um, I say that because a lot of them don't actually involve so much uh, the sharing of saliva. Some of them can be like these hugs that can be totally orgasmic. 
I remember too, uh, later on in like my teenage years, there was, uh, I used to go to a lot of these like dances that were arranged by, uh, a cultural, uh, community groups that I was involved with. And most of the guys who would go there were trained folk dancers. So they were into folklore. They already danced. They weren't shy guys sitting on the side of the, you know, the side of the stage or something. They were all up there willing to bust their moves. And there were some of them, man, that were just the most fun on earth to bump and grind with because they could get down and dirty and nasty. And it was like having sex on the floor. Man, that was good times. So those are all kind of fun things you can do too, uh, you know, whether, you know, you don't necessarily have to breathe into each other's faces, um, but you can have a lot of fun just doing things like that, like dancing and touching and rubbing each other. And I say this because this is for all ages. Like this is like you could do this when you're 12. You could do this when you're 90. You can bump and grind and hug and rub. There's no requirement for uh, any kind of like grand skills of mastering some kind of tantric techniques to like s- screw each other in interesting positions or like have mastered the Kama Sutra. None of that's required. This is about the innocence of play and fun and re-engaging bodies so they can remember what it is to have all these great hormones running through them and get those oxytocin levels up and get your body's feeling so relaxed and happy again. I think about all those fun times and there's so many other fun, like fun, innocent things like you can do. And so the other night I was watching a show with my husband and um, he thinks I'm hilarious because I get into dork mode and he loves when I like, I don't know how to describe it, but he says I turn into a, like a, a teenager He's like, oh, it's you when you were a little. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if that's creepy or if that's whatever, but he thinks it's pretty cute when I, I somehow like, I have this alter, uh, pers- alter, uh, alter ego or a different personality kind of energy that shows up that's kind of, how can I explain it? It's kind of like innocent and playful and very like as if I don't know what's going on kind of virginal in a way and he thinks it's just the most hilarious so yeah last night I brought out I brought out the virgin girl and was just like oh my god I'm holding your hand this is so romantic and he's like you're such a nerd I'm like I know I'm just like look at me and I can be such a dork about it too so I I like I really like being a dork in relationships. It's like one of my favorite things. And I love being a dork in the bedroom. So um, it's it's fun for me too. So I, I'm not a huge fan of being super serious. I'm a huge fan of having fun and being with somebody who's willing to have fun and just play. And so for me, play is like key to de-stressing as well. And playing with your partner and playing and sex is so fun. And for some of you who are like, what does what she even mean by that? Like playing, does that mean you got to bring out the toys? It doesn't mean you have to bring out toys, but you can. What it means is that you're not making it serious. You know, you're not trying to pull off the serious face and the sexy face and the serious moves and the 
got to reach an orgasm and got to do it this way and got to perform. No, it's really about exploration and fun and, you know, what would your body like? And I don't know, maybe you're bringing out stuff like the feather duster that you've never used to dust with and see what happens. Maybe you're bringing out other things. Maybe you're like, hey, let's try this. I have this crazy uh, thing sitting on my nightstand. It's like, I don't know, I'm going to look on my nightstand and see what I've got. Okay, let's say, for example, Vicks VapoRub sitting on your nightstand. You're like, hey, what if I stick this right on your pelvic bone? Not on your penis, because that would hurt, but if you stimulate maybe the pelvic area or in your belly button, because there's a lot of nerves that go to your belly button, that could be very stimulating. You could just have weird fun, you know? Like, I, I think we're trying to make things way too serious. And in general, in life right now, things are getting way too serious. So one of the things to create pleasure is like, where can you add more fun? And what is fun for you? Like, what are some of the things that you think are silly, but you kind of secretly really like them? Like, for example, I I love puppets. For those of you who know anything about me, know that I love puppets. And I think my husband secretly likes puppets too because he'll have conversations with my puppets when I bring them out. We're a bit freaking weird, I suppose. But yeah, I have a puppet in particular that he's just like, oh, look, it's Kiki. She's awesome. I'm like, yay, Kiki gets to talk to Mike. And Kiki will cuddle Mike. And yeah, it's dork time in our house. And I have this crazy ability to make anything come alive. So if I put even a sock on my hand or a rock uh, in my hand, they all have life and they all will turn into something with a personality. So I tend to entertain my husband and my daughter with crazy little personalities that come out of everywhere. And it's uh, it's kind of one of my weird talents that I can do that. And and maybe that is one of my capacities that I can make things come alive. It's all fascinating, <laughs> but it's it's fun and it's uh, it's actually for me a way to add play to my life. So you get how it doesn't have to be serious. Like I could bring out a puppet and go make my little puppet Kiki say to my husband that I want to get it on, but it's coming from my puppet. So it's weird and it's strange and it's funny. And he tolerates it, which is amazing. He has not run away from me and it's almost seven years. That man's brave to put up with me and my toys and all of my other shit. (laughs) So he maybe deserves an award. And and maybe I'll give him one for our anniversary. But uh, right now I don't have one. So there you go. So I invite you to look at all the fun ways. Like if you love, love, love cooking, like where can you bring the food into your fun pleasure play? If you love, love, love something like photography, where can you bring photography into your fun pleasure play? For example, um, I know lots of fabulous photographers and how fun would it be to just like, get your lover on the bed and take tons of pictures of them or get them outside. Like nobody's outside anymore, right? So what if you just like have like random naked partner other than wearing, uh, you know, the face mask that they need to wear and their gloves, naked except for your face mask and gloves, all kinds of crazy photography can be going on. 
And, you know, I'm thinking about my property alone. Like there could be some crazy photography happening in my, on my property because it's pretty much completely secluded. I could be running through the woods right now because we have no black flies or mosquitoes and, and I could be having some pretty crazy freaking photography sessions happening. So to my friends who are photographers, I invite you to come out and we can do social distancing and you can take crazy photography pictures of me. So bring in, bring in all of your fun, bring in all of your talents to your bedroom because they're all invited. You know, if, if you're one of your talents is quilting, hell, you could do something weird with quilting and sex. I bet you could. You could probably quilt yourself some, some handcuffs. You could probably, or quilt yourself a face mask, uh, you know, like a blindfold. You know, I think you could look at pretty much anything that people like to do and it could be invited into the bedroom for play and fun and just adding something a little different. There's an interesting tangent. So what are your hobbies? Let's hear about them. Give me a call. I'd love to hear what are your crazy hobbies, uh, crazy fun hobbies that we can add to your bedroom play. We're going to head to our next commercial break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melissa Yelenich where she will entice you and your body to know your own Pleasure Zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today from the U.S., Call 815-880-TALK. That's 815-880-8255. From Canada, dial 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Or send your questions or comments via email to info at militzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, sweet pleasure seekers. Today we've been talking about how to de-stress and how to do different things using pleasure. So using pleasure to de-stress and heal. What a fun concept, right? 
Can you imagine all of the things we could heal by just allowing our bodies to be not so much stress-free, but being able to manage the stresses that we have? Because the truth of the matter is, is everybody's got different stressors in life. And there are people who are like air traffic controllers who are considered the most stressed people in the world, although I would say right now that it's probably medical teams and hospitals that are uh, the most stressed. Um, but I think, you know, when when you think of, of stress, we've all got it. It's a matter of, can you manage it? Like, do you have tools to deal with this? So one of the main tools, I would say, that can bring a lot of pleasure is being present with your body. It really helps to be present with your body so that you can experience pleasure. What does that mean and how do you do it? Well, truly, for me, the easiest way to get present is to stick my hand on my crotch, frankly. It doesn't mean I'm masturbating, but getting my hand on my crotch and feeling my toes on the floor will bring me into my body really fast and out of my head. I'm not feeling like a floaty kind of sensation or like a dizziness happening. It's more like boom connection so you know get your hand on your crotch why well energetically we have uh, these centers in our body these energetic centers and there's many of them they're they're called chakras in some traditions but we're just going to go with some basics you got energy in your body and you want to bring it from your head right down into your toes so that the energy is more balanced and you can do that by switching your focus. So if all the focus is in your head and your thoughts are swirling and swirling and chaos is going on in your mind about everything happening in the world, hand on your crotch. Take a deep breath. Head out, right? And you can do some pretty cool things. You can do things like circular breathing where you're breathing in. Like that. So you're in and out, in and out. So in through your nose, out through your mouth. You can do it uh, intensely. You can do it quick. You can do it slower. It's like in deeply, out deeply, and you keep that circular motion going. Now, there are different methods for different reasons, but I invite you to ask your body and experiment with different breathing techniques so that your body can feel the pleasure of breath as well, which is an amazing way to de-stress. So becoming more aware of your body through breath is one of the great ways. Another great way is through stillness. So, you know, people talk about meditating and being super still with meditation. And there's these techniques that are, you know, thousands of years old where, um, I'll, I'll give you the anglicized version of it. There, There's this terminology that's referred to as the four fastings. So if you're willing to fast from thoughts Thoughts that uh, include all thoughts, actually, so that your mind becomes more like space. Um, and, and you start to notice that the thoughts that do arise are not yours and you can start to let them go. So fasting from thoughts, fasting from food as well. So not eating as much. If you're not moving as much, you don't require as much food. Fasting from movement. So that's the movement, food, thoughts. And then the last one is, I got to think about this for a second, uh, air. So fasting from air is where you, you do these breathing techniques where then you hold your breath. And you can hold for like the count of eight, you can hold for the count of 30, you can hold for a couple of minutes. 
But one of the great ways to de-stress, and I've been doing this for just over a month now, is this method called the Wim Hof Method. So W-I-M, and his last name is Hof, H-O-F. You can find him on YouTube. And the Wim Hof Method is quite a fun way, I find, to be breathing and stimulating my body, energizing it, and then being able to uh, have my body kind of reset in a way. And frankly, I didn't do it for the last three days. And that is, as I'm saying this, it reminds me that uh, just maybe if I got back on track with that breathing, my body would start to have a different reaction to some of the weirdness I'm feeling. So I invite you to look at that in your life. And would that be pleasurable for you? For some people, there's pleasure in eating a lot of food all the time. But for some people, there's pleasure in feeling satiated with life. So they feel a sense of fulfillment with life in itself. So a lot of these other things are not required, like the you know thoughts that stimulate you or air, uh, extra air that stimulates you or whatever. So you can have some fun with that. So that's quite a variation on what we normally talk about is like you know the hedonistic aspects of things where it's like indulgence and more indulgence and you can do that too like what turns you on i'm just giving you some options and for your bodies you know what de-stresses you are you one of those people who actually the more that's on your plate the less stress you have i know that it's ironic but for me the more work i have the happier i feel so the more i'm relaxed And as a self-employed person, I find that's true for a lot of people who are self-employed. They have a sort of sense of like ease when they know they've got work that uh, paid work that they've got available. So if, you know, if you're in that kind of position, you're like, oh, work would really help me relax right now. If that's not possible for you, find some things that are equivalent to work for you or that can contribute to your business right now that can add pleasure to, uh, for you as well. So maybe there's different things that you could do that would simplify your business or maybe getting different systems in place while you've got the time for it. Um, there's a lot of things you can be doing to contribute to your business, even if your business isn't able to function right now. If you want to know more about that, there are a lot of great business coaches available. And actually, the CEO of this company, Christine McIver, is a business coach and she's fabulous. So you can always connect with her. Uh, through her website, inspiredchoices.ca. And there are also a lot of other business coaches on this station, the Inspired Choices Network station, so you can find them. Uh, My preference is to coach with bodies, health, uh, sex, and intimacy. But by all means, those do impact your business as well. So if you need to talk about your body and your pleasure, I would be thrilled to talk with you about that. That is something that brings me great joy. And I have had so much fun talking to people in this last week, even who normally don't even consider that sex and pleasure have an impact on their health. And they're noticing now over a week of different things I've been giving them to practice, how much of an impact having different things in your life, different tools to use to allow your body to let go of things that aren't yours and also tools to allow your body to start to feel more happy and at ease and knowing what your body actually likes and desires and would like to have. You know, we can sometimes assume that our bodies like something like a touch or even a certain kind of sex, but that can change. So always being in communication with your body so that you know what your body would like.
you know, you could assume because your friend likes lasagna that every time you see them, you make lasagna. But maybe they don't really want lasagna anymore. Maybe they've changed their diet and appetite and they like something else. And maybe they're just having a juice fast that day. So they don't really want lasagna at all. It's always good to be in communication so that you know what you can offer uh, and that you can receive, or that they can receive and that you can you can offer. So being in commu- communication with your body is like pretty much identical to that, I would say. So your body can, uh, you know, change what it would like on a regular basis as well. So just keeping that in mind. So today, as we've been talking about the different things for how to heal your body through pleasure you know, there's always a level of things that have never, maybe you've never played with before or discovered before. We did talk a little bit about things that you already know you like that you can bring into the bedroom, like, you know, my love of puppets and all that jazz. (laughs) But, you know, you can also bring other things in that you've never tried before. For example, if you've never painted in your life, but you think, oh, this could be fun, getting out some things like edible paints or even making your own you can make things like edible paints out of different foods by just adding um, different vegetable, uh, you know, colors to them. Some of them stain, so be aware of that. And there are, you know, body paints that are made that you can use, and there are edible body paints as well. You can have some fun being creative with your lover. That doesn't always have to be necking and, you know, get sharing saliva or whatever. So these are some other fun ways to keep the saliva to yourselves and just enjoy each other. But truly my favorite thought of today is the idea of inviting back into your life some of those fun, playful things that maybe you did as a teenager that were so innocent and and different and uh, that you think that maybe you're mature now and you've grown out of, but sometimes those things can really just be so much fun to bring back and to play with that sort of level of innocence again. So I encourage you to play and play some more because playing is really what's going to bring those happy hormones into your life. Bringing some more oxytocin, some more dopamine and some more serotonin into your body so your bodies can be at ease, at joy and have lots of fun and and all kinds of great stimulation. Next week, we're going to have a guest on. We're going to be talking about virtual hugs. So that'll be a lot of fun. Until then, stay tuned in, and guess what? Stay turned on. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.